Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Timber Living Log Cabins. For your perfect workspace, living space or hideaway, timberliving.ie. We're going to talk now about what to catch on our screens, big and small. And this week I'm joined by Casey, he's series producer on RTE's Arena, and Rory Cash, an entertainment editor with Joe.ie. Good afternoon, guys. Hi, hey, how are you? Kay, do you want to tell us about Blue Jean in cinemas first? Well, Blue Jean is set, a lot of the, the, the series this week and the films are set in Thatcherite Britain or are all looking retro back. And this is set in Margaret Thatcher's Britain. They've just introduced this Section 28, which means the promotion of homosexuality is uh, illegal. So by, uh, I guess, by thought or by design or by actions, you are being looked at and scrutinised by both the authorities in local things like a school, which is where our Jean of the Blue Jean title works as a PE teacher. So she's there. She's gay. She's a PE teacher. She has a, it's in a small town in the northeast of Britain. She has um, a smallish life where she hangs out in the only gay pub in town with her friends. She has a gay um, girlfriend. Her, her girlfriend is Viv, who is more... Um, obviously gay in the sense that her hair is very cropped. She wears studs and tattoos and lots of leather. Whereas Jean is very closeted because of the very Mm. job she has because she's there with young girls both in the dressing room and in their playing. So into this very homophobic Britain and uh, a school that seems to believe in all Section 28 say comes a gay woman, a gay young woman and into Jean's class and Jean is encouraged her and asking her to join the very successful netball team. But then she's the young girl starts going to the gay club, even though she's underage. And this puts Jean's whole life, her closeted existence. And so the the claustrophobia of that whole life in the 1980s in Britain comes to a crisis. Okay, so a small film, but a small, tightly wound film, yeah? Yeah, yeah, a bit clunky, a bit clunky at the start. They tell the history through television programmes, but really as the tension builds, it's really good. Okay, Blue Jean, that's in cinemas now? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Rory, also in cinemas, uh, Magic Mike's Last Dance, not set in Thatchery, Britain. So is is that a promise that this is Magic Mike's Last Dance, do you think? Uh, I I think so, yeah. Well, I guess it'll depend on how much money he makes in the cinema, but it's the polar opposite of of your movie because it is not sexually repressed and it is not tightly wound because everyone is just there to have a good time. It's set in... A very clear post-pandemic world where Channing Tatum's character, he had this furniture-making business and it's collapsed because it just didn't survive the pandemic. So he's turned back to the world of stripping, uh, held by a, a millionaire socialite who's played by Sam Hayek, who hires him to become the director of a stripper version of a really buttoned-down Jane Austen play in a theatre that she owns in London. They've really put a lot of thought into the plot here, haven't it's, they? It's... <sighs> It's it's bizarre, but it, it, the plot just gets in the way of what is just basically very impressive physical physical scenes. Like, it, regardless of whether you find the, these men attractive, you do just sit back and go, holy God. Like, the, it's really impressive, the stuff that they do on the stage, and all this plot just gets in the way. Okay, is it good fun? <laughs> if, if you like them, yes. If you yeah. don't, there's nothing here that's going to change your mind. 
Okay, and that's in cinemas now? It is indeed, yeah. Okay. Kay, um, Hello Tomorrow on Apple TV looks promising. Yes, so <laughs> it's set in the retro future. So the retro future is a bit like, have you ever seen that cartoon, The Jetsons, mm-hmm. where they live in the 50s, but they go to school in spaceships? Well, this isn't as sophisticated as that. They're just in cars that hover. And they also, if you're a pedestrian, you have a jetpack on your back to go to, to, to your workplace. It's the future that we were promised that never came. Exactly. Yeah. But And so the dream, because it's the 1950s, is to have a timeshare on the moon. And the a guy who's going to sell you this dream is Billy Crudup, who who plays the salesman and he's got a sales team who are one more dodgier than the other and they're selling and how can you live in the moon you say well there's a dome so your beautiful (laughs) condo is covered in a dome and you're on this crater or that crater so you know crater number five meets crater number two but but Billy Crudup also has a backstory, a son who he uh, recruits as one of his salespeople without telling him the connection. Okay. So I ca- it's embargoed, so I can't say any more. OK. Billy Crudup's always watchable. He's always watchable. I- I've seen him better watchable. OK. Than in <laughs> <laughs> All right, don't break the embargo. Uh, the, there's <laughs> a woman emails in here. To, I'm assuming it's a woman. This is the first I've heard of a new Magic Mike movie. I believe my husband's been hiding all advertising from me. That's only to the extent of messing with my algorithm online. I really should have known about this. Well, now you know. Um, Rory, also on Apple TV, Shrinking, which is they've been putting up an episode for the last few Fridays. Mm. Watchable, I uh, I would have said. Very, very watchable, I think. Uh, it's the new comedy from the guys who were behind Ted Lasso. And this one, it it's starts with uh, Jason Siegel, who his wife has recently died very suddenly. And he is a therapist and he is just getting a bit frustrated with his own clients. And one day he just kind of snaps and decides instead of just with keeping the kid gloves on, he is very precise and tactical and maybe a bit too invasive with his advice and he's very blunt about it and he gets into their lives and it's it's probably breaking a few rules when it comes to the the therapist you know being a therapist but it turns out it's very beneficial both for his clients but also for himself so that makes it so much more high end than it actually is though it's fairly undemanding oh no no like it's it's very like, funny yeah. but at, at times you can there is a constant underlying sadness to the whole thing there is and story, Harrison yeah. Ford's He's gonna he's gonna win an award for it. You he's can, super in it, isn't he? He's really good, yeah. and you can tell he's as well. He's above the rest of it slightly. It, yeah, yeah. It's it's nice to see him kind of use his grumpiness for good. Okay, Kay, funny woman uh, is on Sky and on Now TV. Now this has a good pedigree because Nick Hornby turns out good Middlebrowy kind of stuff. Gemma <laughs> Arterton's in it. Rupert Everett's in it. Uh, it's so less promising. Than the sum of its parts. Jimmy, uh, Jim Arterton is so good in it. She's funny, she's vivacious, she becomes a Blackpool uh, beauty queen, but she doesn't want that. She wants to go to Swinging London and make her name there. Her idol is Lucille Ball, and she is a naturally funny person. Unfortunately, they just, it's, it's, it, uh, Swinging London is done in high technicolour and it's full of all the cliches you would expect. The predatory male, the, it's, it's a bit like carry on with a me too edge. It it is, yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I, where she is wonderful, I just think the whole look and people have looked at the Swinging London now in a much more darker, retrospective way and they don't do that here. And it's a pity for her because I think she's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. I think that about sums it up. Funny Woman on Sky and uh, I think you can watch all of it on, on, on Now TV on streaming if you want. Um, Rory, you have two rom-coms for us for the week that's in it. So let's, will we start with the one on Netflix, Your Place or Mine? It feels like they're coming up with ever more kind of ridiculous um, <laughs> concepts to, to, for the for the rom-com hook. This one in particular feels like it was actually created by an algorithm. <laughs> so it feels like someone was like, right, we'll get the holiday and we'll get my best friend's wedding and we'll get this and we'll get that and yeah. we'll just smush it all together. And it also feels like they maybe had Ashton Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon together for one day. <laughs> and so they had to schedule it out so the rest of the and movie they didn't get means on great. They, they couldn't spend <laughs> any time okay. together. Okay. So they do essentially they're best friends who hooked up once twenty years ago, but through circumstance they decided just to remain friends. Uh they swap homes for business reasons, don't ask questions, it's fine. Uh for a week. And while they're separate and living in each other's lives and each other's homes, they're like, actually, do I really fancy my friend again? It's not surprising at all. Uh, it's it's actually better the less the focus is on their relationship because as is the case with every rom-com the supporting characters steal it constantly there's some really really funny supporting characters Steve Zahn is in it Tig Notaro like there's some very very funny supporting characters in it and it's it's just a case of like oh I wish they focused on them instead okay so w- w- worth the watch though it is turn the brain off thing, okay things on Netflix yeah. yeah yeah okay your place or mine on Netflix is um somebody I used to know on Prime Video any better? This so if if your place or mine is one to watch with your partner, uh, somebody I used to know is if you're single on Valentine's Day. I think there was a movie a few years ago called Young Adult with Charlize Theron, which was a very dark romantic comedy about a woman who goes back to her hometown and just decides to get back with her ex despite the fact that her ex is already in a relationship with somebody else. She thinks she can just pick up her life again back to how it was a few years ago. And it's kind of that here, except it's it's got the edges kind of sanded down. Uh, Alison Brie is the lead and she co-writes it with her husband, Dave Franco, who's also the director of this. It's better than the other one, but it will also maybe leave you in a slightly unhappier place if you're looking for a fun romantic comedy. It it does have some interesting things to say about you can never truly go home, you can never truly go back to who you were 10, 20 years ago. Okay, so there's a there's a bit of an edge to it then, yeah? Absolutely, okay. yeah. And it's, right. it is genuinely funny and has some great performances in it, but it's not the, you know, cookie-cutter rom-com. Okay, so that's somebody I used to know on, on Prime Video. I think Rory, in his own way, is saying that he enjoyed that rom-com. It's probably because I'm single, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I, I see. It, it cut you to the quick in some way there. Um, Kay, would, would we mention The Gold first? Oh, the Gold the is two only on brilliant. Okay, great. It's a great. heist movie. Okay, here we it's go. It's based on, in 1983, this was the biggest heist ever done in, in Britain. It's now like number five or six behind the Northern Bank. So um, six Covenant Garden prisoners, are, uh, criminals, decide to break into a depot in Heathrow Airport. They're just looking for a few old pesos that they can run through the foreign exchange. And what do they see? Glinting like the lint bunnies, only uh, three tonnes of gold bullion. So they steal it. But as I say, they're commoner garden. So what are you going to do if you take three million uh, bullion out of the um, market? To get it back in, you have to be very very clever. So you get all kinds of dodgy 
double dealers and fixers, smelters, fellas smelting these gold bullion in their backyard. We hear all their personal stories. Um, Jack Loudon as Kenny, who is the ultimate fixer, is just fantastic, as is um, is Dominic Cooper playing Edwin Cooper, who's the guy who's had three marriages to get to where he is up in the upper echelons <laughs> of the British society. But he doesn't care. He wants to get them back because it's Thatcher's Britain. And if you have money, you can buy anything. And he wants to develop land with all the money's earned. And apparently, if anybody has gold on them today, it's probably part of that robbery. OK, so you love this. It's fantastic. OK, and that is starting, Is that's replacing Happy Valley tonight on BBC One. Yes, that's so don't spot. despair. There's there, there's a saviour at hand. OK, so that's the gold. And then better is, yes, is so this on, was not, BBC so they, One tomorrow night. So then. they had one great idea, which was the gold. And then the BBC were saying, what will we put in on Monday nights now with another slot? And then they thought of Ted Hastings of uh, Line of Duty. They thought Ben Coppers. So we have a new Ben Copper drama and this time it's somebody called Lou Slack. So she's a, a very respected detective. But a friend of her youth called Carl is a criminal. So she does things like cleaning up um, uh, crime scenes for him, hiding hiding uh, guns. And in return, he pays her loads and loads of money. In fact, uh, saving her out-of-work husband by setting up uh, him in a new business, which, of course, launders his ill-gotten gains. Then the, that family, lose family, have a crisis. Their child is sick. And she wants to break free. But as somebody says, dirty cops, when they're bent, they just get benter. So she's going to have a hard time getting out. It sounds good. Okay. It's not as good as the, the Okay, the so better, ironically, is not better. The gold no. the gold one. But that's better, BBC One, starting tomorrow night. Now, Rory, uh, Lockwood & Co on Netflix, uh, about a group of teenagers hurried to see Evil Spirits. I'm thinking, really? But you're highly recommending this, yeah? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So it is a, a kind of a mashup of Harry Potter and Ghostbusters, uh, put through the lens of this tremendous director and writer. His name is Joe Cornish. A few years ago, he had a movie called Attack the Block, which remains one of the best kind of sci-fi horrors to come out of not America, I guess, yeah. in the last decade, decade and a half. Uh, it's based on a series of young adult books. It would be aimed, I'd say, at 12 and older because there are some scenes that are properly kind of scary. Even as a grown-up, I was like, oh, okay, this is unnerving. Great performances in it. Really good, interesting, overarching plot. The special effects are done really well. It really seems like that Netflix have pumped money into it. Okay. The problem is... Like starting any relationship, you don't know how long Netflix are going this to. This is the problem, yeah. You don't know how much to invest in it because all of a sudden Netflix are like, no, it's cancelled, sorry. So we've no idea if it's been picked up for season two, despite the fact it's got, I think, a million cliffhangers and loose pro- plot threads that season two might pick up on. So I guess the more people watch it, the more likely it is that they will give it a season two. Uh, but at the moment, I have absolutely no idea. Okay, you've been hurt before, haven't you? I just, <laughs> just it's a theme. don't want to talk about it. Okay, re, really... Re, Stonehouse. Uh, yeah, really If you fast. love Matthew McFadden in Succession, where he plays the push-upon Tom, the best thing in Succession, I think, he is now John Stonehouse, the British um, minister under Harold Wilson, who went to Czechoslovakia, got honey-trapped okay. and became a Czech spy. So and RT2 then, Tuesdays, 10.15. Yeah, and it's and on the player. player. So and, good. And you, and 
you like it. Okay. Thanks a million, Casey and Rory Cash. And that's all we've time for today. Just to remind you, you can listen back to all the items from today's show on our podcast at rte.ie forward slash Brendan. Today's show was produced by Owen McLaughlin. Research was by Katrina McFadden. Bridget Nicholas was the broadcast coordinator. Mark Dwyer was on sound. The series producer is Caroline Dalton. Just time for a bit of Damon Alburn and the orchestra of Syrian musicians. And this is Out of Time.